Welcome everyone back to episode six. I'm actually right this time. I checked. I think. Uh, <laughs> I like um, how you immediately undercut yourself. There. I know. <laughs> of the Untitled Nick Cage Show, I am one of your hosts, Larry, and I'm one of your hosts, Rachel. So we are. I, I kind of like having this like in the middle of the month. It feels like there's a little bit less stress of like rushing it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And like honestly, the only real timeline we have for this, I'll get it done like this weekend, but is like before yeah. Christmas, since this right. is a Nick Cage Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I found out there is another Nick Cage Christmas. There is. Movie. So next year we're gonna have to cover. Um, oh God, it's like Lost in Paradise or Trapped in Paradise. Oh wow! I didn't. I did him, not know. John Lovitz and Dana Carvey play um, thieves slash brothers who get stuck in a wholesome small town. Oh my word! <laughs> so just so you know, that's a preview for 2022. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's our tease for 2022. <laughs> that is a lot. I I did not expect that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, Anywho. how you been? pretty good you know like i am definitely a christmas nerd i know Mm -hmm. that it's like not cool to like christmas and we should all be cynical and (laughs) and and you know have like hot takes about why christmas is the worst but you know what christmas is the best sorry sorry i love the lights i love giving people presents i love making people presents i like the food i like the smell of baking i like the stupid ass music i love christmas so i have been in a christmas place when we get to our extended and we do our our cage rage i i'm gonna tell you now i had a hard time because i'm in christmas mode i'm just like full (laughs) of joy and the spirit of christmas that and it's like the end of the year crunch so i've been watching tons of horror movies which is a weird combination i know and i've seen some winners and i've seen Mm. some not so winners let's say that um and then the other thing i've been doing which i'm gonna throw a plug in here right off the bat is that i've been planning our our holiday live christmas special our first ever live on camera event ever you will be there (laughs) this is specific okay everybody is going to get to hear it but if you want to actually participate live and see the video you have to join our patreon at any level if you are a patron on december 23rd you can experience the live show it's going to be a hot ass mess because we've never done it before but you know you can say you were there at at the very beginning, and then and Larry and your co-host will be joining us. He has something up his sleeve. He keeps asking me how weird it can be, which is Ugh. both nerve-wracking and deeply exciting. So yes, I can't with, wait to see with, what with that's going to be. Never quite know. He he is a man full of surprises. You just know there's going to be production value. Yes. That's a guarantee, and like I say, probably hey, a musical number. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, hey, can you like give me? Like a little, like like three seconds of like breaking news audio, and then he comes in with like this special edited version of him, like on the news report coming in talking. It's like, wow. okay, perfect, thank you. I am happy you were creative because I am not. That is not me. Well, you're gonna get to ride his coattails on Christmas then, because like that whole segment, I basically am like, we're just gonna let Justin ride. Perfect. <laughs> So, yes, please, everybody, if you we would love to have you, we're going to play some games. We're going to do some trivia. We're going to count down our best, the best 12 kills or slays, the best 12 slays of Christmas um, for, that we saw this year. And also just hang out with some of our pod friends. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope. <laughs> I agree. What Anything about else? You? No, I mean, like, that's kind of it. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, so school is done. 
Oh my God! Hallelujah! Christmas miracle! Yeah, I, I am How waiting happy for. Are you? I'm waiting for my last project to post, but I think I got a 4.0. I'm sure you did. You worked so hard. Larry. Which is awesome because I haven't gotten one of those since high school. Because at West Point, part <laughs> of my grade was military acumen, and I did not do well with the whole like following the leader stuff, unfortunately. So I didn't have a 4.0 uh-huh. there. I, even though I had a 4.0 with grades, I did not have one when it came to the other aspects, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> is it? No, sure? I, I, I actually <laughs> failed my first class. I failed military movement, which was basically a gymnastics class. Oh, my goodness. I, to, I, I know this is not what it was, but I'm just imagining, you know, in the Olympics when they do the ribbons gymnastics? Yes. I wish it was that. I wish it was that. I just, I just could not climb a rope to save my life. And if you couldn't oh, climb the rope, you failed. No. So they, oh, no. Well, I could climb it, but, like, you had to actually use your feet. And I just, like, raw-armed it. Like, I just climbed with my arms. Oh, and... you got to do the, like, shimmy up with the feet and the, the, the like, caterpillar up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely cannot do that. I guess I also would fail. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's done um, with work. Ohio State messed up and didn't give me my Christmas bonus. Everybody else in my lab got it, and I've been dealing what? with HR. Oh yeah, and I've been dealing with HR and trying to figure that out. I think it might have finally turned a corner because I feel like my lab manager might have finally talked to somebody. I really could've... hope they come in with like two. They deliver it via money gun. Like they walk into the lab and they just. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Devin because, like, obviously, I had previously forced you to watch Christmas Vacation, which we changed that, and we'll talk yes. about that later. Yes. But um, I, I, I have been feeling every single day more and more like uh, Chevy Chase from that movie. <laughs> it's called the Middle Age Creep, and it's coming for you. <laughs> yes, and it's, it's scary. Like I, I especially like I'll sit here complain about my Christmas bonus not coming, and I Listen. I had plans for that. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, I and, guess the question is, what were the plans? Were they like old people plans, or were they like cool? So plans? similar to what you said, like I also really like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I, I like the gift giving and the lights and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Dante got sick, Devin and I just kind of yeah. told our friends and stuff that we were. Like, all Dev and I got for each other was a book. Like, we, like, we like, cut back as much as we possibly could mm-hmm. just to try to pay off that debt. Because as far as yeah, she and I are course. concerned, Dante's here. And that's, yes, that's really all we Christmas could ask for. that's a gift right there. Exactly. And so we, we cut back really hard. And so the plan mm-hmm. was to use that to pretty much finish paying him off. Oh, perfect. I yeah. know that's not the most exciting thing. But, like, the what you're actually paying for is freedom and, yes, exactly. like, lack of stress. Mm-hmm. And that is priceless. And I want to shout out my wife. She got a promotion at work. Yeah, And all she the fun did. stuff that comes with it. Rachel Master helped us. Master negotiator that she is. Girl boss in a yeah, good way. We, we had to call Rachel in because uh, Devin and I, who usually agree on a lot of stuff, were of different <laughs> minds about what to do. Yeah. Because she had another job offer. And I just yeah. told her to take it because there had been some questionable signs. Yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. And and so, but Devin, because she's a far better person than I could ever be, didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to leave her coworkers and her bosses in a lurch, leaving so mm-hmm. close to tax season. Yeah. And so we brought Rachel and Rachel. I think you were on the phone with us for an hour, just listening to us and giving your expert feedback, and we do appreciate expert. that. Expert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please 
take everything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> Unless it's successful, then I am Yoda. <laughs> and it was successful. Oh, then so, I am Yoda. <laughs> so you did everything perfect. But yeah, like besides that, we're starting our screen little mini season. You yes. know, over on here's Johnny. You and Mars yes. are a part of that. Yes, it's so fun already. I yeah, I screen three. I don't have the same mm-hmm. like nostalgia for, and I th- yeah. I honestly think it's because Kevin Williamson didn't write the script. Which makes me nervous for Scream 5, but we'll see. Who knows? I think it's going to... I Yeah, I think maybe... I'm hoping what's going to happen and is that because I don't have a super high expectation for it, it's actually going to be even better this time around. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm more just going in for a good time. What I'm most excited to revisit is 4 because I've only ever seen it once. Scream 4 is good. That's what I think... I think is my opinion, but I only saw it one time, like when it first came out and it was like in a rush before a podcast. Cause I had to like talk about it that night Okay. and I didn't like, I don't know that I really sat with it and processed it. I think I like immediately like hit stop on the thing and talked about it. <laughs> it, it moved so on, yeah. I don't remember. I remember almost nothing about it. I'm going to get like practically a first watch out of it. Okay. I'm jealous. I'm, I'm always jealous. People get that experience. I mean, I obviously I've had that a lot with like aliens and like the exorcist and stuff. So I can't talk too much, but that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Thursday, Devin and I are going to see Spider-Man at 3.30. Ooh, exciting. I've seen the buzz for that is real good. Yeah, I have I have put blockers up, and I probably won't go on Twitter or Instagram tomorrow. Good. Or probably Don't. even TikTok. I probably will avoid it just to be safe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I have expectations about what's going to happen, you know? Um, yeah. But this is, I, oh God, don't hate me. I, not you, but the horror gods. I am more excited about this than I was for Halloween Kills. I mean, I'm more excited about this than I am for <laughs> Halloween Ends. <laughs> I just, this the chance that we might see Toby. Oh, the, you're, I think you're gonna, right? I There's see, no they, way you don't, right? There, it has not been confirmed. It has been teased. I don't know, I don't know either, but I would, I can't imagine that you wouldn't. And the fact we might get Toby swinging in to that Chad Kroger song, Hero. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I have listened to that like three times a day for this whole week. I am, I am you excited. You are hyped. You are I. Now, I are you dressing up? You dressed up for Halloween Kills. If I had a Spider-Man outfit, I would dress up. Because even though Batman's my even though Batman's my favorite, yeah, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, that, that Sam Raimi Spider-Man it's great. movie, it's amazing. Is the first superhero movie I remember seeing in theaters, and I was in love. Yeah. And I watched them last week, week before last the three Sam Raimi that ones. First one is great. First two are great. Yeah, the third one has its issues, but. I, you can kind of see studio involvement in that one. Yeah. The first mm-hmm. two were absolutely what Sam Raimi wanted to do. Yeah. And they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the Green Goblin to come back. I know. Do you think we're going to see Hobgoblin? Yes. Yeah? Okay. I do. If, I mean, who else are going to give for Garfield besides Jamie Foxx? What about Venom? See, that is my guess for who the sixth member of Sinister Six will be. Okay. Have you seen... Um, the new Venom movie. No, I want to because I actually like Carnage. I think Carnage is a very interesting character okay. in the Marvel comic universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also like uh, what's his face who plays him, the guy from the guy from uh, Woody Harrelson. Cheers. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. 
<laughs> Probably not many people know that, but yes, Cheers is how. <laughs> I like they... that that was your reference point. Not True Detective. I almost said Frasier, but I wanted <laughs> not... to like make sure I really rooted that that character did not come from Frasier. Natural born Cheers. killers. <laughs> <laughs> Straight Cheers. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's pretty much it um right. we, we we are having, we have a watch party tonight um yes and so we are on a real hard timeline they will be totally fine because this movie although i think there's a lot of fun things to talk about yeah. i don't think it's going to be nearly we, we, there's no there's not like a, a politics to dive into what we had in the last one no. or nostalgia like we had with valley girl no no i mean it, it's interesting i think it's an an interesting kind of almost experiment. <laughs> yes, we, we need to figure out where we're going to talk about music and score because yeah. obviously we talk about plot, acting, and directing. Yeah. So we, we'll need to figure out where we're going to talk about that because it's got to be talked about because I did not realize who scored it. But that's a tease. That was that was a wild surprise. When that showed up, I, I was know. amazed. And like that particular musician looms large in my home life same um, here same so here. that was a twist we did not see coming but and it it honestly makes sense why because when this movie came out like i saw it was probably when it came out like around like with my family right oh, okay so this is not a first watch for you no 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 okay. um, it's been a long time but i have always fondly looked back on this movie okay, okay. and this was it couldn't have been for the plot because as a nine ten year old kid that would have been right like there's it wouldn't have done anything right but i I have always looked back on it fondly, and I think it's because of the score. And I think I know why with other context mm-hmm. clues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I say we talk about that when we get into the acting, because usually we do it in audio, right? So yeah. Perfect. I think that's a good place for you to put it in. All, All right. right. So you ready to do some breaking cage news? Yes, we actually got some cage news this week. We did. Cage news. <laughs> do you want so obviously i see you put them on there because those are the two yes. that we needed to talk about which yes. one do you want i will give you the honor of picking uh i don't i don't care either way um I, i'll take i'll take i'll take number two you take number one okay so we have kind of i think we talked about this when we had a pilot episode like about this movie that was coming mm-hmm. out that had been talked about and what was it going to be was it going to be super goofy was it going to be super good like what to expect yeah yeah well, the trailer for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent came out today. It dropped. <laughs> and I watched it with Devin. Okay. Uh, actually, it was right after I watched Dragula, and I texted you about it, because I was going to see if you wanted to do it on the show, but you already watched it, so I was like, okay, cool, I can watch it on the And then I was like, don't watch it, we'll do it on the show. <laughs> it was, it was too late. Like, <laughs> I'd, already enga- I'd already engaged. Uh, <laughs> I think this movie is going to be good. It right? looks like it's Nick Cage being brought onto a private island by some rich Pedro Pascal character mm, wanting Mando. to reenact all of his favorite scenes from Nick Cage's movies. Right. I think I was expecting something really dark. Yeah, me too. And, and I was delighted to see that it's actually pretty, seems like it might be kind of wacky. And after having watched this movie, I feel like it perfectly primed me for that trailer. I, I agree. Because this We'll talk about this when we get into the actual review for Family Man, but this Nick Cage, this like 90s, early 2000s Nick Cage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the Nick Cage that I hang my hat on. Like this is, right. 
I'm sure by the you time we finish this. You and Ike apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think we'll probably see that by the time we finish this journey. But for me, like, this is the era of Nick Cage yeah. that will always keep me coming back to Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't like the other stuff. It's just that this is, like, the moment where he solidified himself as one of my favorite actors in a movie. Yeah. I mean, right age bright time mm-hmm. yeah i totally get it yeah i mean i have an i have an affection for various phases of nick cage yeah but i do think that there is a very particular like a like a luster or like a um like a i don't know like a a, a vibe to that that like yeah that people do hold close to their hearts and so this movie feels very much like a, a a celebration of that while also kind of acknowledging the nick cage that is yes and i i don't know i really thought it was going to be much more the latter than the former so i, I thought did it too. was going to be it seems like it's going to be much kinder to Nick Cage than I had initially assumed. And it's not so much a rumination on him as an artist as it is a celebration of him. And yeah. I kind of am like, yes, this in 2022, in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> this is this is what I need in my life. I want to have the joy of Nick Cage as opposed to the cynical attitude people have about him being like, oh, IRS, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's exactly. not... And I what? F- yeah, and I, I also feel like, seeing that trailer, and seeing, like, some of the cast that are, it's, like, a very diverse cast with a lot of, like, actors who are kind of known for being, mm-hmm. like, inclusive or accepting, stuff like that, right? And I, I, I think it's going to be a celebration. Like... Mm-hmm. I, I think that Nick Cage has been in so many movies and has so many iconic roles and so many iconic... I, I, yes. I struggle to think of someone who has been acting for so long, who has been in so many roles, and who really hasn't had any stinks. Like, I think a case could be made for Johnny Depp. Obviously, he ran into that situation with Amber Heard, and it seems like what came out wasn't actually true. And there's a whole thing right now about Grindelwald being recast and everything. And the issue. Yeah, I don't with... think Grindelwald is that is the problem on that particular IP. Exactly, and, 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 and like it's like there I'm not trying to get into that. Turfs like... to fry. <laughs> yes, and, and and that's why I just think that, like, I think Arbit Commander Johnny Depp, and I'm not excluding him, but I think with yeah, you put him to the side. I cannot think of actor or actress who has been around for so long, who has been in so many iconic films, and who is just like I don't. I don't think I've ever talked to somebody who, like, having a genuine conversation, not, like, some stupid internet banter. Drone on the internet, yeah. Who doesn't like, who can't think of a Nick Cage film they don't like. That they don't like? Yeah, well, I'm saying, like, they can't, like, there's no one who doesn't have a favorite Nick Cage film. Oh, like, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was like, I can probably come up with one I don't like. Oh, no, 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 me too. Like, we, we will but, be getting to one such I, film. Yeah. I mean, Eventually. like, how joyless you have to be as a person if you don't have at least one Nick Cage movie that you have a good time with. Like, legitimately, if you can't sit and watch Con Air or Face Off or Valley Girl or, hell, Mandy for our horror fans. Like, if mm-hmm. you can't sit and enjoy that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. I mean, but the thing is, is, he's just done it all. Yeah. So there has to be something somewhere in his career, whether it's, you know, you know, this or matchstick man you know, like there's yes. something for everyone here 
so yeah, I, I you're right. I don't know that there is, there is someone out there who who could be like, no, Nick Cage, all of his movies are bad. Exactly, it's not, pos- it's not possible. It's not. <laughs> I'm possible. sure there's someone out there, but I, I think course, it would be hard and probably. Uh... I mean, they're not going to be very fun at parties. No, they're not. <laughs> and I was just happy to see that this trailer looks that the movie is going yeah. to be more of a celebration of that instead of mm-hmm. a cynical. Or I think a dark, broody kind of thing could have been interesting, but I'm kind of done with that. We'll talk about that in Cage yeah. Rage. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I want 2022 to be fresh. I want brightness yeah. brought yes. into 2022. I yes. want, yeah, and we'll get to that. I need a breath of fresh. I need to be around other humans that are cool. Yes. I just, I want joy in my life. 2022, I, joy. I am right there with you. Rachel, we have a second story. What is it? All right, so quickly, uh, yes, there was also some casting news that came out about our our patron, Lord and Saint, uh, <laughs> Nick Cage. After saying that he was completely done, done with big studio films, hence the uh, No New National Treasure films, R.E.P. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in fact, actually, his last studio movie was 2011's Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, which is wild. Cause that really? Was, yeah, a decade ago. Anyway. Holy crap. After vowing he was done, guess what? He's doing a big studio <laughs> But there's really only one role that I think would be worthy of pulling him back. And that is one that he is born to play, one that he is going to take to the mainstream, and that is of Dracula. Mm-hmm. So I haven't looked into any of the details of the movie. Okay. But in my head, what I want him to do is a okay. mixture of Gary Oldman from Coppola's Dracula. Uh-huh. Mixed his namesake, yeah. Uh-huh. Mixed with the old Nosferatu black and white. I mean, it could be. So this is he's actually not like the main character in this because the film is actually Renfield and a focused on okay. sort of his stoolie who is being played by Nicholas Holt, who I love. Okay. And could be really interesting because he is another actor who I, I think finds this place between or he finds kind of like an interesting t- brand of humor uh, if you think about like the favorite or the gray or you know some of the other things that he's done so i have no idea what the vibe is going to be but it is going to be part of the this new sort of take on the uh universal monsters universe that started with the the reboot 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 of invisible man um, so not the mummy because I haven't watched that. I refuse to. Ooh. There's only one mummy franchise, and that includes uh, <laughs> that, that includes even Charlie Day cannot save that situation. Oh, Charlie Day's in that movie? Isn't he in it? Isn't he? Like oh, I didn't watch it. I, I, like I said, if it doesn't have Am Ben I, Brendan, Brendan Fraser in it, I do not care about the mummy. Well, now I'm gonna have to look it up. But anyway, <laughs> so this is gonna be directed by Chris McKay, who directed the Lego Batman movie. Ooh, fun. So, okay. So I my guess is this thing is not gonna be it's not gonna be Coppola's Dracula. I think it's gonna be weird and funny. Cool, cool. Which I'm again 2022 the year. This is the year of the smile. This is what we're doing. Good. So yeah, so that is it for Cage News. He keeps us busy. Like he I didn't does. know if we would have that much to talk about, and so far, at least once a month, there's a story. I am hoping that next month when we record, we will have the news that he has been nominated for an Academy Award. <sighs> I hope so. Fingers a, crossed. Because didn't the Golden Globes come out and they were like, and it was just underwhelming across the board? Was uh, that the 110%. nominations that were this week? I mean, like no Titan. 
No. This is this is the pig. most unenthused I have been about the Academy I'm so, season. You're the only person I know that like I who can properly gauge that for me because you actually care about I things that are yeah. not genre films. <laughs> yes. So so like I'm counting on you to tell me if this is like It has like, like I even haven't been listening to like the the like Academy podcast cuz like I just I, I I blame COVID. Honestly, a lot of that and I blame a lot of people are willing to like make like risks or promote other narratives and stuff so i i don't know that's a conversation for after the academy does it then i can crush them <laughs> i really hope that they come through with i mean because I, I honestly i mean granted i don't want like you're the only person i know that watched nomadland you know what i yes. mean so like i understand that they are not a, a an awards for my type of film what like my preferred type of film watching yeah but i was just like what are these movies even and i work in like pop culture by yeah, the way i had I to correct myself it wasn't charlie day it was uh jake johnson oh okay okay fine well jake johnson's also fantastic uh but no rachel i, I totally agree with you like there are sometimes like the year parasite one i feel like yeah. every single film had a legitimate case of being it. I mean, Parasite was my right. pick, and I'm so grateful right. that it did win. Mm-hmm. But there are other years where, like, I'm sorry, Nomadland did not hit for me. No. I remember you were talking about it, like, kind of critically, and I was like, oh, really? I've heard such yeah. good things. And then I saw, like, other people, and I was like, oh, Larry had his finger on the pulse of this one. <laughs> but, yeah, it again, like, to each their own. Everybody can make their own films, and that's kind of the, the beauty of it. Just to me, that – and, like, the fact that it got so much praise last year, like, from – bougie white people talking about bougie white people appropriating <laughs> like when they're vacationing uh homelessness yeah that's yes, not a great it, exactly vibe. and it's just uh-huh. like and just the eyes roll like i can only do it so much a day before i just want to <laughs> they just fall right out of your head <laughs> yes yeah. oh my god the worst thing happened to me today like what i was happened? trying to take a nap and there was uh-huh. something underneath my eyelid and i couldn't get it out and so i couldn't take a nap it was oh, terrible no. <laughs> Like it was, I had to keep my eyes open or my eye would be irritated. So I had to wake up. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have like been not napping. All right. Well, let's get into the holiday spirit. What do you and say? I would love to. And okay. let's talk about the family man. Rotating schedule. It is yes. your turn for background. I am very yes. excited to hear what you found. Because actually, normally I look, but I I enjoy your research style. So I'm very excited. I don't. I know nothing. So I'm excited to see what you found. So there isn't a ton, but there is a bit. So okay. so the basics are okay. So the family uh, the family man is a romantic comedy fantasy slash Christmas film directed by Brett Ratner, who is best known as the director of such films as Red Dragon. Uh, X-Men The Last Stand and Rush Hour and also for the six yes six credible accusations of sexual harassment and coercion oh no really oh yes <laughs> but proving that council culture is bullshit made up by people who don't like to deal with the consequences of their own bad behavior next up he's directing a comedy based on the true story of Millie Vanilli 
Anywho. Oof. I did not know that. And that, that was something I was unaware of. <laughs> yes. Including Natasha Henstridge, who you may know from like Species. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anywho. Ew. This film is the story of Jake, a successful man who gets a glimpse of the life he could have had if he had chosen uh, with Tia Leone's Kate, I believe her name is. Who um, I always forget how much of a crush I had on Tia Leone. Oh, she's 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 got that voice. Yeah, because she was also in mm-hmm. um, the other movie I, I firmly remember her in was Fun with Dick and Jane with mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, she was Tia Leone's boys. Oh, that's right. She was in Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tia Leone. Okay, continue. I'm so yes. sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is him getting a glimpse of his life that he could have had if he had chosen love over success after a mysterious encounter with Don Cheadle's. Kinda Which was interesting. In a kind of racist. It was, <laughs> I, it was interesting. It was an interesting little was, conversation they had there at that cash register. And also... Uh, the character itself kind of falls into a bucket of type. It was type. something. Um, There's a lot there. That is <laughs> problematic. But anyway, uh, uh, which, by the way, also it, it we're introduced to him while another like Amer- like Asian-American actor is doing a stereotypical voice. But whatever. It was 19. It was I recognize that actor from uh, Sopranos. Yeah, he was also yeah. in um, Lost, and he was oh. in X Men, one of the X Men movies. Which yeah, is maybe, he is Junior. Maybe Last Sop- Stand. He's uh, in Junior Sopranos Insane Asylum. Like he's like his best friend in the Insane really? Asylum. Really? Mm-hmm. God, I've I've not seen that show in so many years. <laughs> I watched it as it aired. So oh, I'm jealous. I, that <laughs> is an experience I wish time. I could have had. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So. This movie, let's see here. Okay, but this movie almost never happened with Brett Ratner or with Cage. So Ooh, I watched why? this video who of Ratner talking about how this movie came about, and it's actually kind of interesting. So it started with him essentially like fresh off the success of Rush Hour, and he had this stack of uh, scripts on his desk, like so many scripts that he didn't have time to read through them. So he asked his agent, like, okay, I can't read these. What's the best one in the stack? And his agent's like, you got to read The Family Man. And he's like, The Family Man? I make action movies. I don't <laughs> I don't want to make The Family Man. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to read it. You got to read it. You're going to love it. So he read it, and he says he wept at the end. And I can, so he was like, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say I can uh, commiserate with that. Did you cry at the end of this? I felt a tug. Oh, Larry! We'll, we'll, we'll get... I, oh, I, 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 really, I, I really did. Especially... You, we haven't mentioned it yet, uh, but there was a, another reason I think that the tug happened. Well, I mean, I personally thought this had the darkest ending <laughs> ever. <laughs> I was like, fuck, this is grim! But we'll get into it. We'll get into okay. it. Oh, okay. So he, he wept at the end. He was moved. And he's like, you know what? This is it. This is the movie that I'm going to make. I need to make this movie. The problem was when he said he would do it, they said, the studios all said, nope, not for you. This is not for you. You're too young. Really? Uh, yep. You're too young. You're known to be rowdy and to be a bit of a party animal, all of which has not aged well in context of who he turned out to be. Uh, but they also said, like, you're not a family man, so you can't do this. And he's like, but I am a family man. I'm just not the dad in a family. Like, I have parents. You know, I'm not an alien. Like, I'm a family man. But they're like, nope. 
nope, we need somebody older, somebody more established to who can who can actually understand this content and do it. So he was determined, though. He was like, nope, this is the only movie I'm interested in making now. So he went to his publicist and he had them get him like a, a high profile interview with the LA Times, like the top entertainment reporter there. And in the interview, he told them there's only one movie I want to make. And it's this movie Family Man and the studios won't let me. Right away, he got a call. Like all the head studio heads read it. He got a call. They're like, "Nope, we want you to make this movie. You're making Family Man." He's like, "Cool, manifest." So know, exactly. I mean, you got to respect the hustle uh, and that alone. Um, <laughs> so, so he, then he said, "Okay, I, there's only one person I want to play this role, and it is Nick Cage." And they said, "No, really." So Nick he Cage. handpicked Nick Cage. He handpicked Nick Cage, and they told him not only is he not right for it, he would never do it. He would never make this movie. So Brett Redner said, yes, he will, and I will I will find a way. So he got on the phone, and he called up Nick Cage's friends, his good close friends, Sean Penn and Charlie Sheen. And he said, what is Nick Cage like? What does he like to wear? What does he like to do? What's his favorite car? Tell me about Nick Cage. They said his favorite car is a Ferrari. His favorite suit are these Zegna suits. And he loves this particular watch. So then he went back to the writers and he said, I want you to write in the script that he drives a Ferrari, wears these suits, and he wears this watch. And then he (laughs) sent Nick Cage the script. And Nick Cage called him and said, oh my god, this movie, it's like it's about me. I'm gonna do this movie. And so so he signed up for the movie, and that is how it came to be. Now, as for Leone, she this was her first role after having taken some time away. Uh, she, at the time, she was married to David Duchovny. Yes. Um, and they had just had a kid, and so this was her first role back. And oh, okay. Yes, and so they had her come in to do like a screen test, and the scene that they auditioned together was the cake on the stairs scene. <laughs> I could tell there was there was a lot of heat there. Interesting that you feel that way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, they kind of got the vibe of the movie. They're like, this is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, apparently the chemistry was right. And the film got made. Uh, it was really uh, sorry. It was released theatrically in the United States on December twenty second in two thousand by Universal Pictures. Interesting that he's coming back to Universal for uh, Renfield. Uh, <laughs> Money film- talks, Rachel. Unfortunately. I guess so. The film received mixed reviews from critics, but grossed over $124 million worldwide against its $60 million budget, making it, it. a great success. Uh, and at the 27th Saturn Award, it was nominated for Best Fantasy Film, and uh, best and Leona Leone won for Best Actress. And that's Good. what I got. Perfect. So the was first that okay? Three... No, that was, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. Okay. Oh, God. So the first thing we discuss is plot. Okay. And it sounds to me that you were lying a little bit about your love of the Christmas spirit because you sound like a downer on this story. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, here's the thing is, as much as I'm like a hokey Christmas story, like Christmas person, I'm not a big love story person. So this was kind of like... If it had animal violence and loud eating, it would be basically the antithesis of what I want in a movie. <laughs> that being said, I'm not going to say all bad things about it because I, I love Nick Cage. And I think what, what is interesting about this movie is, to me, the plot is the worst part of this movie. Um, in terms of the fact that it doesn't – there isn't really – this could easily be a Netflix Christmas movie or a Lifetime Christmas movie. Like, there isn't really that much there there that separates it from one of those kind of schlocky – 
I think what separates movies. it is Nick Cage. And well, Taylor that's what I was. And Taylioni. Ex- agree. I was. I was thinking about this, and it's almost like that fantasy that I have where we make my sweet Audrina into a legitimate film just through casting. Yes. In this same way, despite the absurdity of the writing and the plot of this movie, the genuine talent of its stars is what makes it, it elevates it. Yeah, because like our uh, Cash, the character of Cash, like mm. we we, can talk about, we we definitely need to talk about the problematic nature of our first encounter with him. But like, we don't like. Is he an angel? Is he a ghost? <sighs> is he an agent of fate? Like, we we never have like the reason why Nick Cage experiences this is told to us because he did a good deed, right? But it seems like he gets punished, like. And it's very odd. You know what I mean? Like, he, he has to stay there long enough to realize why he likes it, and they pull him out of it. Like, and it's not like he goes there, the kids are still there. Like, the kids are gone. Like, they, they might yeah. come one day, but the kids never existed. Grim. And that little girl, oh, my God, are you an alien? Like, oh, oh Why man. was that scene so adorable? I will say, I normally, know. again, do not like kids in movies, typically, especially these sort of, like, tug-at-your-heartstrings yeah. kind of kids. Like, but the interactions with her were adorable. Like when oh she's getting dropped my. off for school. Yes. Like, this is where humans send their children with their yes. parents go to work. I was like, this is fucking adorable. It's amazing. And, and, yeah. and, and so that's kind of the thing. I think this movie works and is good in spite of the writing. Yes. That's fair. I think that it's the performance. It's the comedic timing of Nick Cage. It is the fact that Tia Leone is believable as sort of a hundred as this great like like she understands that her husband's going through issues and trying to yes. figure stuff out and she's like oh like we'll get it we'll get it figured out i love you you know like yeah like we all go through issues and it's like i think that was just probably the most remarkable part for me is like because nick cage when he gets there is like he's still on his own like it's not like an immediate switch over like yeah he's struggling he's trying to figure it out he's still holding on to these old things he doesn't realize what he wants like he entertains the fact that the neighbor wants to bone him. Like, like, like there yeah. are all these things, but throughout all of it, like, Tia Leone is just, like, the... And I don't even, I don't even feel like it's, like, like a, a tropey. It's just, like, she is the partner that everyone hopes they marry one day. Well, what it is is she's not just, like, the perfect, like, cookie cutter, I'm so in love. You get a sense of a nuance of, like, exasperation of, like, yes. someone who's been with someone for 13 years and they're just like, I love you so much, but you're driving me crazy. Like, there's that yes. subtext that happens where she genuinely likes and loves him, but also he bothers her. And that is, like, a, that that is a subtle performance that you yes. do not expect in this movie. Not at all. And, like, the yes. scene that exemplifies that, Rachel, for me at least, mm-hmm. is when he's at this mall trying that suit on. It's like... He was kind of mm-hmm. doing better, and then he's like, oh, man, this is a, a, a callback to my old ways and the way I used to be. And she's like, take that shit off. Like, we can't afford that suit. And he, like, has that freak out, and she's holding the kids, and she doesn't yell or scream back. She's like, buy the fucking suit. Like, okay, we'll meet you, on the, we'll meet you in, the, in the food court. Like, okay. Right. Like, and it's just it, – it, it was it just It didn't so, go melodrama in that Yeah, moment. it was just mm-hmm. so real. And even yeah. Jeremy Piven, who plays – um. Nick Cage's, like, best friend, like, moral compass or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like, Ironic. His... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unf- unfortunately, his his character in Entourage is a little bit too lo- too real to the world. Um, yeah, and to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, it, even his was never, like, oh, like, it was just the act. We haven't gotten there yet, but I, the plot 
does have its issues. It did mm-hmm. work for me. I'm, yeah. it, but it was truly because of the casting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all of the stuff that would typically be painful or off-putting, like all of, even just the earlier stuff with Nick Cage, um, where he's like being kind of smarmy with his Mm -hmm. like hot model conquest or like dancing around in his apartment and singing (laughs) opera. Like those things- Which was awesome. Most people cannot deliver in a way that is not immediately off-putting. Yes. You're not typically able to make me root for and also feel bad for- the billionaire white dude who's banging a model. <laughs> yeah, and, and a it's Ferrari. Kind of, and it's it's kind weird of that the movie asks you to, though. It is a little do bit you, weird. Now that's my question to you. Do you feel it actually asks you to feel bad for him? I mean, I think you're meant to think that his life, his extremely privileged life is empty. And, like, when he loses it, you're meant to feel, like, sad for him instead of instead of seeing him as kind of the villain he would be if he were a real-life person. And, and see, and so that was, and maybe because it's Nick Cage, and maybe because this movie this has this weird spot in my 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 way back machine. Uh-huh. But like for me, it was never like, I never felt like Nick Cage was mad at the life he had. No, it was more, and even afterwards, because he like kind of fell back into it. It was more that he realized there was another option that he never mm-hmm. entertained that would be better. Yeah, that would be and more like, fu- like emotionally fulfilling. Yeah, it, 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 and I think that kind of gets example like even like further am- amplified by the ending. Mm-hmm. Because the ending, like he doesn't get the girl necessarily. Like she doesn't get on the plane, right? A little bit of friends action here for us. Mm-hmm. But the movie ends; they're just sitting there having coffee. Like there isn't a right. resolution. He's not going back into the 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 fate machine right to the kid the world where the kids exist and he's a bowling champion like <laughs> right <laughs> that was a great scene by the way yeah i enjoyed it yeah and he's like yeah it's that's more me just if like, i ever get a strike <laughs> yeah and, and honestly like that and okay this is gonna sound so queer and i am so sorry everyone has to deal with it this is our podcast i think people you never know have that to you don't ever have to apologize for sounding queer to me. Okay. So I think you definitely know this, but like Devin, my wife, Devin and I were best friends in kindergarten to fifth grade. She moved, her family moved away and I didn't see her again until after I graduated college. And even that was more serendipity because I had moved to Columbus and I was looking for friends. I didn't know anybody here. And I found her sister on Facebook and I said, Hey, what's your sister up to? But during that time, there were times when I was going through high school or middle school where I would think back to, like, my friend Devin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And wonder, like, what would it be like if she stayed? And what would, like, where would we be? And then, like, now I look to where I'm at now, and I just couldn't be Okay. Anymore. I see why this is touching. The, I'll pull all the heartstrings. <laughs> I got it. I got you. <laughs> and, and, and it's... It's not that I don't recognize that this move, this plot is without its issues, but to me, yeah, I feel very lucky because I feel like I have asked myself the question. Devin and I have talked about this. Like, what would have happened if you had gone to high school? Like, we'd gone to high school together. And my honest answer to her is you would have fucking hated me because looking back on it, I kind of didn't like myself because I was high on my own shit and i put a lot of that on like how Were i was you raised a teenage boy yes and like oh, I, I, obviously, gross. yeah obviously i went to west point <laughs> so like that kind of tells you about where my mentality was at in high school and 
things happen for a reason. And mm-hmm. I think that this is what that kind of... That's why I like the ending to this movie. Because it's not like... It's not necessarily saying that Nick getting on the plane and not coming back was wrong. It's mm-hmm. just that he got a glimpse of what could have been. And now he has an opportunity to potentially rectify it and kind of make mm-hmm. things better. Because in my interpretation of what happens in a post credit scene, if you will, is that Tia's like, hey, this is really great. I think we might have something here. But just like you, I'm getting on this plane. It's like, you are welcome to come if you want. And in my ideal world, Nick quits his job and comes. Oh, I think he does. Right. I think he definitely does. And I, I think also... this time he's ready to give it all up for love. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so that is why this plot, even though I fully admit it has issues, the the and we should talk about it real quick. So when we meet the character Cash, he is kind of holding up an Asian market. Mm-hmm. And he is talking in a way that is problematic. The people behind the counter are acting in a way that's problematic. A gun gets drawn. And it's just very strange. And then it's all just dropped. Like it was like a, a test for Nick Cage to to prove he was a good man and deserve this opportunity to prove he was a good man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the biggest question I have is, why did we have to do all that to get there? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, I, I get that it's like a Christmas magic thing, but the problem is, is there is a very specific trope that involves black people and people of color and magic, magical. Yeah. And he, unfortunately, despite, again, Don Cheadle being an incredible actor. Amazing actor. Really great in this role. He's very funny when he, like, drives away with the Ferrari. Like, yes, all hands that him, stuff is... Hands in the paper bag. <laughs> or when he is... Even just the little moments where he's, like, giving the change to the girl, and you just see, like, his look of disappointed, like... Mm, yeah. There we go again. Like, he's Clarence, right? He's your Clarence in this, you know, it's a wonderful life. Like, that is his role. A hundred percent. And he could have but... been that without the problematic bullshit. But it's just like, oh, this trope. I know it's 2000 and it's not like it's being made now and the trope is being employed. But that trope is still still something that shows up. I mean, I'm a big Stephen King lover. He is famous for using this particular trope, unfortunately. Yeah. It it is a little cringe. It is a little cringe watching it in 2021. Uh, It was. 2022, the year of no more of that, please. Thank you. Yeah, that was honestly the... Because again, you go back to these old movies and you find things that are like, oh, that's... Oof. We've come a long way. (laughs) Or we hope we have. And... But luckily, at least for me, that was the only one that really hit like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which I was happy for, because you never know. <laughs> you never yeah, know you... when you go back to these movies, what you're going to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough, you know, because you can never experience it in 2000 again. You can only ever experience it in the present. Yeah, and you and I had a brief discussion about that during in our Scream 2 review, right? About yeah. Randy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's a character I liked, and I liked him because he was a horror nerd. I like that part of him is still great. That yes. part of him is still great. I if they d- excised the weird like unrequited love creeper, for love Whitney for, or then Whitney's I would be Sydney. like ten out of ten pro Randy. Yeah. It's just that part of it, and that they leaned further into it with the second movie. Where I was like, no, lean away. Yeah, and I, I think away. I just have these. I think I have these blinders, and I make these excuses like. 
You oh, like I mean, the they're character. trying to do the red yeah. herring and all. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, but yes, I get it. I get it, it, it happens. Right. Like it's it's not super devastating. <laughs> like, yeah. We're just like we're being we're splitting hairs when we're doing these conversations. Mm-hmm. So we speak in very de- or at least I speak in very definitive yes. ways because we're like in a critical space. But like, do I actually hate Randy? Like, is it keeping me up at night? Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Which is why I love the format of this show because we aren't giving yeah. scores. We're just nah. talking. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Pros and cons of acting. Let's okay. save the thing I want to talk about the most till the end. Okay. I loved every single performance in this movie, hands down. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any that don't work for me. And I don't really think there is. Um, my issues is, like, some of the writing. But, like, in terms of the actual performances, I think mm-hmm. they're pretty great across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Nick Cage is wonderful. Um, of course. The scene where he just straight stuff asked the neighbor lady if she's trying to have an affair and the way he comes I know. Down, <laughs> It is the funniest, and like her, and and her performance too is just so great. It's like, gosh, it was just wonderful. But for me, the top two performances, I think Cage was fantastic. I think this was an interesting role for him to take in a post Con Air Face Off The Rock era. Right, this is a very interesting mm-hmm. film following those up. Yeah, but Taya Leone, yeah, hands She's down, great. was amazing like i i don't i can i'm trying to think of a movie or something i've seen her in where like she doesn't just impress the shit out of me and every no, everything i, mean, I can think of actor. she's just wonderful yeah and in this one like she just oh man so before we get into the score and i know it doesn't matter but god damn that shower scene oh i know <laughs> i was not expecting that in my was family I. friendly film but good god <laughs> oh yeah to, weirdly so some rolling surprisingly stones. sexy i was like whoa whoa yeah, whoa, I, was like, whoa. I, got, I got a close of lines here i'm watching this in the living room oh my gosh in midday <laughs> you're like it's a family movie <laughs> <laughs> so before we talk about the score and stuff yeah. um i think it's the a good spot to talk about this the cake on the stairs scene yes okay cool it didn't work for you huh um i mean i i have a very low ceiling for um traditionally romantic things okay so like serenading being super cutesy like that just makes me want to leave my body so (laughs) that is a me thing i don't like i will trust you someone who has a soul left in their body um to tell me if that works like so at our at our wedding devin made it very clear there would be no cake smashing excellent so it didn't Once happen. Once again, girl boss. Okay. I, yes. I, I I did try to do something of a little bit of a flair, and like I tried to like lift it up and drop it into her mouth, and that just got in her dress, and that ended up being a mistake. Whoops. But <laughs> I was trying. So like for me, who enjoys that cheesy bullshit every once in a yeah. while? Again, I Good. am a I am a connoisseur of Gossip Girl. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pro te- go teachers. Yes. Team teacher. I liked it. Good. That's good. I, I, I did, and, and it felt, and that's the biggest thing when it comes to the acting, and especially with Tay Leone, but Jack, like, but Nick Cage as well. It felt real. Mm-hmm. It felt like it felt like real people, and I like movies like The Proposal, and I like movies like, um, How Is a Guy in Ten Days. Like I, I, I do like me a yeah. good rom com, but mm-hmm. those never feel real. 
like the proposal Look at us d- define gender roles over here i'm like, <laughs> <You're> like yeah <laughs> like like in, in like i devin asked me to watch a hallmark christmas movie with her it was on cbs but it was the same thing. yes i enjoyed this very much and on the discord <laughs> devin and i both did not like it she fully okay. agreed it was not what she was expecting we, we sat through all of it we committed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it, that shit's just not real and obviously this is a fantasy right. movie like there are no magical time beings who can show you what your life could have been like right but it's the relationship right. between the characters that feels real and it's like mm-hmm. the fact that I can at one point see Nick Cage being a tire salesman with a higher ambition, and I can also yeah. see him as this Wall Street guy. I can yeah. see Tay Leone as kind of a a mother, but also like a public defender kind of person, but also this high-powered attorney. Like mm-hmm. I can see all these different permutations. I can see um, what's her face's uh, almost husband from Frasier, um, the little guy with the glasses. Oh, was he in Frasier? I just think of him as Warehouse 13, but yeah. Okay, so, you, oh my gosh, that's right. He's in that too. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm blanking on her name. Niles loves Daphne. So remember Daphne almost gets married? Okay. That's who she almost gets married to. Oh, okay. She's got a type. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like all, it's like all these characters have all these dimensions and they just fit their role. Because, like, I'm sorry, a Ryan Reynolds-looking dude is not the secretary for a Sandra Bullock-looking right. woman. It just right. it doesn't happen. Right. In right. this movie, like, these are still very pretty people, right? But yeah. it just I feels mean... real. It feels realistic. The relationships feel realistic. And I think that all comes down to the performances. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's very fair. I think that this is a very so-so movie that is absolutely elevated by its performances cool and then the last thing and that ending is dark dude dark why why do you think it's dark because the children that he's come to love are gone okay perfect i agree his father-in-law is dead because he wasn't there dead as fuck yes (laughs) big ed is no more like the the fact is as much as these are the two people physically the two people that fell in love in the or that we saw like she is not the woman that he fell in love with. It has she is always, a totally different yes. person. It has always been my problem with like these time hopping alternate reality yeah. things. Yeah. Is either you are erasing a shit ton of people. Uh-huh. Or you do the back to the future route where like the changes that happened have these ripple effects down to you ran over a tree so it's the lone pine mall instead of the twin pine mall. Right. And so, like you said, is perfect. Like, there's a lot of people who either never existed or are dead because of the actions you took not getting off the plane. Yeah. This is basically Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, if they could remember all the things that they've lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's a heavy-ass movie. Oh, my. Oh, man. Yeah, Oof. I actually find that one to be weirdly like a happy ending because it's like about like these are souls connecting and it doesn't matter like they're yeah. always going to come back together. Whereas this one is like one of these people is now mourning like ten people. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, I was like, "Ooh, that is dark." We're just gonna it, yes. That? Okay, okay. I I, I fully forward. get that, but again, for me, I get why personal life there is a personal <laughs> yeah, and I I totally like receive that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last Ooh, thing of next... acting. We're including it here. Okay. I think I've made it very clear across multiple platforms 
that one of my top three directors of all time is Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the movies that kind of formulated me into liking this more darker, romantic, brody kind of thing. Your Beetlejuices, your Nightmare Before Christmas. Your Bat Dances. Yes. <laughs> and particularly <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Oh, not Batman. Never realized it was him until a long time later, actually. Really? See, that mm-hmm. was he was my total that was totally my entryway into the into the Tim Burton of it all. And yeah, for me it was actually Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe it was Beetlejuice. I'm saying it's Batman, but it, it, those are pretty close together, right? I mm-hmm. guess whichever one came out first was my entry. Um Bat- Batman was ninety ninety one, somewhere in there. And I'm not sure Beetlejuice Okay. Ran. Beetlejuice is from the eighties. So. Okay. So if you think about Edward Scissorhands, there is the Snow Waltz music, right? Mm-hmm. When Winona mm-hmm. walks out and Edward's cutting in the na 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 na. That, that's that, right? Yeah. Okay. This movie has stuck with me for so long, even though this is probably maybe the third time I've watched it. It's probably the second. It it may be the third. But this movie has stuck with me since I was a child. Okay. And it has to be because of the music. And that is the reason why I wanted to cry at a few points. Because it's like, oh. It's like, oh my god. Like, like Danny Elfman has this ability to hit these emotional notes in me that, and not just like excited notes because John Williams can do that too, right? Danny Elfman hits this like emotional, like sad, longing kind of music. And my God, did they play it up a few times in this movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, you wouldn't think, I mean, Kim, this is like an elevated version of a Lifetime movie. Yes. How do you take a Lifetime movie to the next level? You cast these people. How do you take the score to the next level? The unexpected, (laughs) like, elevated choices, Danny Elfman. And great songs beside that, because not only is Danny Elfman's Mm -hmm. score fantastic, we, during the shower scene, we have Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. We have the, the... I don't want to fall in love. What's that song? What's the actual name of the song? Mm. I'm gonna, I can't think of it. But it's, it's it's from when um, Ross cheats on Rachel in Friends. Oh, well, um, it's been a long time. And it, it's also <laughs> covered by Corey break. Taylor. They, they were on a break. <laughs> You've heard it here. Rachel and I both agree. Therefore, you know it's Did right. Did you they, see that that turned into a whole debate on the Discord the other day? Yes, I did. <laughs> And it was like me and Sarah were like team break and everyone else was like, you are a traitor to feminism. <laughs> <laughs> and but they were on a break. It's just, they were 100% on a break. I'm sorry, everybody. Like, come on. Like Ross, yeah. like, especially I liked Ross the first time I watched it. Whenever you watch it again, he's like, yeah. that guy, that guy sucks. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of you people wrong, suck. Yes. But he, because he actually was in the right. Yeah. Like he, the reason they broke up was because he was being a douchebag and a crybaby and not handling his shit well. But they were broken up when they he hooked up, up with her. They were Sorry. broken up. You can't break things off and then, ex- yeah, I mean, like, especially in a world about texting. Sleep with someone else. Yes. Yes. I can't believe we're debating friends, but point is, they were on a break. <laughs> oh, we're not debating. We agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So last thing is directing. Okay. I think this will be short. Uh. Mm-hmm. Nothing special. It's fine. Serviceable. There's things I think he could have done better. That would have made a lot of the plotty holes kind of go away. Mm -hmm. I do like the little nod to the snow waltz scene from Edward Scissorhands when he's out there walking the dog and the snow starts falling. He's staring up into the sky. (laughs) And I will tell you one scene that definitely made me go, oh, 
was when he was sitting in that chair, watching Taya Leone sleep, knowing that when he woke up, it was all going to be over. Oh, yeah. And then it happened. That, I think that probably goes more back to Cage's acting. Because you can feel him fighting to not fall asleep, you know? And Mm. that sequence was stellar. And I also do like the bowling scene. Where he's, like, talking himself up and he hits, like, four pins and he's all pumped and his friends are like... (laughs) But again, that goes back to acting. I I do not think Ratner did anything noteworthy here. I think he realized that there was a plot which had some legs... And he found actors and a composer yeah. who could make the dog run. Yeah. I think in terms of making creative choices, he did a good job. He feels there's no sort of real artistic flair or voiciness to this. No. I think it is a competently, serviceably made film. With 100% really agree. Especially since he has mm-hmm. directed films, like, like you said, Rush Hour, that kind of have this tone. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to move away from that, but... I also don't care enough about Brett Ratner to, even before I knew this stuff, to kind of yeah. break down his M.O. And now that I know this stuff, mm-hmm. I really just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it was middling. Thank God you had good actors and actresses and an amazing composer to make your film memorable. Absolutely. All right, All right. So I think I went last time with the quote. So it is your turn. And <gasps> this I, is so hard. I was hoping uh, you were going to go first because I have too many to choose from. I have two and mine is going to depend on which way you go. So I'm going to go the opposite way of what your quote is. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to go with, God, it's so hard because honestly – Almost everything he says in this damn movie is gold. I know. I know. He's And some of it is like, it, when you see it written <clears> down, it's not that funny, but it's like the delivery is what makes it. It is 100. So I'm going to go with, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say 110%, 110%. Like he, he full sold this role and I am so thankful for it. Yes, me too. All right. You're Jack Campbell. You're better than the sport. You shot the rapids at Kenai. You <laughs> ran with the bulls in Pamplona. You've jumped out of an airplane over the Mojave Desert. For Christ's sakes, you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. So you went the funnier route, so you opened the door for me to take the, the lovely oh, route. Okay, okay. All right, this is kind of longer, and I apologize, but I will do my best to give my Nick Cage impression. We have a house in Jersey. We have two kids, Annie and Josh. Annie's not much of a violin player, but she tries real hard. She's a little precocious, and that's only because that's what she says what's on her mind. And when she smiles, and Josh, he has your eyes. He doesn't say much, but we know he's smart. He's always got his eyes open, and he's always watching us. Sometimes we can look at him, and you just know he's learning something new. It's like witnessing a miracle. The house is a mess, but it's ours. After 122 more payments... And it's going to be ours. And you, you're a nonprofit lawyer. That's right. You're completely nonprofit. But that doesn't seem to bother you. And we're in love. After 13 years of marriage, we're still unbelievably in love. You won't even let me touch you until I've said it. I sing to you. Not all the time, but definitely on special occasions. We've dealt with our share of surprises and made a lot of sacrifices. We stayed together. You see, you're a better person than I am. And it made me a better person to be around you. I don't know. Maybe it was all just a dream. Maybe I went to bed one lonely night in December and I imagined it all. But I swear, nothing has ever felt more real. And if you get on that plane right now, it'll disappear forever. I know we could both go on with our lives and we'd be fine. But I've seen what we could be like together and I choose us. Please, Kate, one cup of coffee. You can always go to Paris. 
Just please, not tonight. Counterpoint. I pick up the kids, walk the dog, which, by the way, carries the added bonus of carting away her monstrous craft. Yes! Yes, that was one of the ones I had, too. That's why I wanted to see where you were going to go. The other one I was going to have was, because you thought I was cocky, and now I'm on a permanent acid trip? I also like when they're in the mall, and he's like, why don't we go to all the stores? Every single store in this godforsaken shopping mall. Wouldn't that be exciting? And and if we were doing other characters, I would have absolutely probably included the little girls. Are you an alien? I know. She's so cute. Oh, man. Oh, God. Perfect. All right, Rachel. We have the hard part now. Okay. We got to slot it. I know. You know what? I need the link to our, our things because I oh, really... Oh, I haven't sent it to you. I'll send it to you right now. I am so okay. sorry. Like, I mean, up until this point, there hasn't really been that much on there. So I've been able to just remember where things are. But I can see this becoming a problem soon with my trash box memory. All right. So. I just sent it to you. And you are an editor. Obviously. Cool. I have the power. <laughs> so we have two jobs here. We have to give it a category. Okay. And we then also have to slot it. Our current list, because obviously we have this in front of us. Rachel will soon, at least. And others don't. Our current list is Valley Girl at one. I called that for the Nick Cage lover. And Rachel called it (laughs) everyone, including the husks. (laughs) Number two is Racing with the Moon. I put that in the category of the Nick Cage enigma. And Rachel Mm -hmm. said for the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B fan. (laughs) I don't know if I'm doing this right. (laughs) For Prisoners of of the Ghostland, I said it's for the Nick Cage addict in all caps. And Rachel put it in the category of fuck your narrative structure I cannot be contained by your earthly plane. <laughs> I stand by that one too. <laughs> uh, and then for the best of time, which is our fourth ranked movie so far, I guess it was a television special. I have it for the Nick Cage purist, and you have it for the Nick Cage completionist. Mm-hmm. So we have the family man ahead of us. The first thing we have to do is put it in a category. Yeah. I have you are a welcome couple. to reuse one, but you are also encouraged to do a new one if you so choose. Okay, wait, wait, where's my, I scrolled down to my cage rage. Let me scroll back up here. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So I have my my regular one and then I have my alternate one. But uh, my regular one, like my, my actual one is, uh, it's for the not so wonderful, but just kind of average middle class kind of life Nick Cage fan. <laughs> I'm going to let you type that in. That's a lot. You have access to it now. You can type it in. <laughs> Or alternately, it could be, The Green Mile was a great movie, so what's the freaking problem, Nick Cage fan? (laughs) (laughs) I like the second one. My vote (laughs) is for the first one. one. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna put them both in Discord and you can you can decide. Okay, perfect. Okay. (laughs) I honestly I'll probably include them both. So for me, I'm gonna continue my theme. It is this category for me this is for the nick cage romantic yeah that's an honest answer yeah i i think that the romantic one might be the first one to pop up again because we will have to do city of angels at one point oh boy (laughs) 
<laughs> Danger on that one. Old Husk is coming out. <laughs> but now, Rachel, we do have the hard part. Okay. We have to slot it. Oh, man. This is going to be tough. Okay. I'm still, let me open this up. All right. So we have to place it. Okay. I would say my gut is I think it's. For me, it's probably below Racing with the Moon, but I could be swayed because I also recognize that this is not for me and it is more Cage. So I'm going to let you decide. Okay, so I was going to put it number one. Whoa! In the essence of time, (laughs) since we have more stuff to do, would you compromise with me? And I will compromise dropping it below because we do get a lot more of a rowdy nick cage and valley girl and in this one we get a lot more cage and we do racing in the moon so can you compromise and give me two yes i accept number two slot family man democracy (laughs) 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 all right perfect so perfect so with that that is the end of our review we need to head into the closing and then we actually have a lot of post-show stuff to get to so let's get into it. Make foolish people. I never dream that I'd meet somebody like you. And I never dream that I'd lose somebody like you. No. birthday month you are letting me do the rock am i not merciful you are wonderful <laughs> i do think though after the rock i, I mean, we have to take a hard step away from 90s cage otherwise yes. i think we'll we're start just gonna spiraling. keep finding reasons yes. to go back to the well yes. yeah um, i agree i agree Jan- february no matter what will be pig okay 100 mm-hmm. um it'll be our own academy award if the academy fails us yes um, and then after that, we can talk about it after that. But with, those are the next two. So the Rock and Pig. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of tied up because Face Off is is my favorite Cage movie. Yeah. But yeah. The Rock is the movie that made me want to become a scientist. Right. It was a foundational life paradigm shifting experience for you. Realizing like. that someone could be kind of goofy and not Arnold Schwarzenegger and could be like a scientist and like save people. You know, you know what I mean? Like stupid, yeah. but like see, being able to actually see myself in a character. And it um, is of the 90s action cage movies, the one I've seen the least and okay, I cool. remember the least. And it's local. It's San Francisco. Yeah, yeah it's right across. It's right there. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. So a little bit of notes before we get out of here. Uh, as always, if you would like to submit your own Nick Cage artwork, please feel free to send it in. We would love to use it for an episode and give you all the credit. Um, we want to see what you can do when you draw the legend. You can send that and anything else to Nick Cage at Zombie Girls. That's G R R L Z dot com. Rachel, do we have any emails? 
we do i we got a very very nice email from peter um who was the person i originally accidentally forgot to read his letter on there for okay a while, sure sure saying that i was being way too hard on myself for forgetting to read it so <laughs> i just want to let him know i got your new letter it was a more personal letter so i'm not okay. going to read it on the show but sure we are we are getting some correspondence yes okay perfect peter thank you so much for corresponding Keep coming and definitely Rachel is too hard on herself so thank you for reminding her she is not uh, easy to be uh, uh, I don't know about that <laughs> okay so that is everything Rachel any last thoughts did you at least did your did your heart like the Grinch feel a little bit bigger after watching I'll this? tell you what Nick Cage is the way to my heart okay so if it were anyone else my heart would be slammed shut but because <laughs> it is Cage whether he's in his, his dad boxers or his like New York Playboy tidy black bikini briefs. Oh, he was kind of hot in this movie. I mean, Nick Cage in the nineties could fucking get it. So yeah, <laughs> I did enjoy myself. I guess my my saying. hope is that by the time we get through all of these, because there's a lot of romantic Nick Cage movies in the nineties, yeah. early two thousands. I am hoping one clicks with you. It's gonna be Moonstruck. Okay. It's gonna be Moonstruck. Maybe maybe City of Angels. It's going to be Moonstruck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Everyone, thanks for hanging out. Stick around to the post-show. We're talking Chucky. We're talking Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, and we of are. course, we have the Cage Rage. Cage Rage. Good. All right. So, Chucky. We'll, we'll just start right away. That was the one you want me to do. We've been talking about it for a while. I am on episode six. Oh, wow. Okay, good. So, I think I am on episode... Yeah, I'm also... I've seen through episode six. I'm waiting... Okay. I had to watch screeners ahead, so I'm waiting for Randy to catch up to me. So, I'm, I'm stalled at six. So, we're right on the same page. Okay, so, so I haven't finished episode freely. six yet. Okay, um, okay. It is everything I thought it would be. It is the reason why I wanted to binge it, because I don't like waiting. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is why I'm happy that last week was the craziness that it was, that I had to wait for yeah. Dragula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very. So... I, I was waiting for a whole week to get, like, a very angry text message. Because <laughs> I knew the cliffhanger would not be welcomed in the world no, of No, no. Especially because, like, again, I am very, ever since the world of binging has come out, like, if you want to wake, beat the week more power to you but i yeah. watched the sopranos in like a two-week span wow. and even though i wish i could have watched it with everybody else like culturally yeah. mm-hmm. my god did i enjoyed the story a lot more binging it like that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i am very much on the board of the boat of mm-hmm.